Chilson Motors with Gene Chilson, our sponsors of our Wax Farm Show podcast. At Chilson's Corner Motors of Cadott and Chilson Chrysler Dodge, Jeep and Ram, we have an excellent selection of certified pre-owned Ram models to choose from. Purchase a certified Ram and receive our 7-year, 100,000-mile warranty and its factory-backed coverage from Ram. A certified Ram offers a great deal of confidence and peace of mind with a 7-year, 100,000-mile warranty. And we now have a great selection in stock and ready for immediate delivery. And ready to get those farm chores done. Absolutely. To see all the models, call, click, or visit Chilson's Corner Motors of Cadott on the corner of Highway 27 and X or Chilson Chrysler Dodge on Business Highway 53 or visit us on the web at chilson.com. And remember, let our family take care of your family. Did you know Bluff Country Feed and Seed in Mondovi is really growing to meet the needs of farmers? Matt has expanded his service area and your animals can enjoy the expanded feed lines and bulk custom feed mixes right now. He also has seed for all your planting needs for next spring's planting. Visit Bluff Country Feed and Seeds website at bluffcountryfs.com to see what Matt and the crew can do for you. It's the Wax Midwest Farm Report podcast with Joe Welke, Kristen Smith, and me, Bob Bosold. Monday morning. Good morning to you. I'm Kristen Smith, and along I, with... I'm Joe Welke. Well, you kind of jumped the gun there. I, I know. Though. I was excited. You were excited. Yeah. You got all your Christmas shopping done this weekend on Black Friday, didn't you? I haven't done any Christmas shopping yet. Wow. I'm I I pace myself. You pace yourself. So did you didn't go Black Friday shopping? Absolutely not. Why not? I worked up here and on my way out I looked at the Menards parking lot and I said, No way <laughs> with a capital N. Well you should have called. I would have found you. I was one of the crazy people out and about on Friday morning. I'm not a real huge fan of shop. I hate shopping and I'm not always a real huge fan of shoppers in those places, so I we actually had a lot of fun. Well, good. I'm glad somebody did. Yep. We wore buffalo plaid, red and black, so everyone could see us. We ended up getting lost anyway, so we were calling each other in the store. <laughs> but we got a good chunk of shopping done, so that was nice. Well, that's good. That's good. And how hey. was your Thanksgiving? I haven't seen you since Monday. Oh, it was good. We ate some of Martha. Martha. Yeah, the turkey. How, how do you eat your animal? I, I just I, I don't think I could name an animal and be like, hey, how's Martha today? With a fork. With oh, good lord! <laughs> Actually, I was thinking about the song that you just played, and, Reindeer Boogie. Yeah, the Reindeer Boogie. Did you know that the male reindeer lose their antlers? So it's the female reindeer that are pulling Santa's sleigh because they have antlers. Well, don't the boys grow them back? Not now. They lose them at <laughs> Christmas time. So it's it's the females that are leading the sleigh. Well, that's how it is here. I like this. <laughs> Reindeer Boogie, and we are definitely leading the sleigh this morning for a Monday, kicking off the week. And you know what? It's going to be a nice week to start everything off. Today, it's going to be mostly cloudy, little bit of breeze, high of 40 degrees, Jill's favorite time. <laughs> and... We do have some nasty weather coming in later on, but we're not going to talk about that too much. We'll let our Skyward 13 meteorologist, Mike Dandria, catch us up on that. We are in a winter storm. Well, I shouldn't say we are in it. There is a winter storm watch out there for tomorrow. So if you are uh, going to be on the road traveling, 
Jump ahead of the game. Start out early. Take your time. Go slow. It's better to be early or late than to not show up at all. But we've got a busy morning. We're going to be talking cheese and trees. Kind of rhymes. Absolutely. I like it. That's coming up next on Wax. Feeding information to the folks who feed you. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Well, we're looking at a nice day so far. Not clouds in the sky right now. It was actually pretty clear on my drive-in. Jill, how was your drive-in? My drive-in was quick. It was quick? Yeah, that means the roads are good and they're good to go. That's good. So, we're good to go today, but tomorrow, different story. But let's not worry about tomorrow right now. We're going to go back to our childhood Who doesn't remember this classic? And you know what I'm going to play because (laughs) it's me and it's Monday. On a Monday morning, it is 5 o'clock. Let's head over to the news, shall we? NBC News Radio, I'm Mark Mayfield. Some major retailers are already rolling out Cyber Monday deals. That group includes Amazon, Walmart, and Target. In what's expected to be the biggest online shopping day of the year, Cyber Monday comes just days after Black Friday. Adobe Analytics says a record $9.1 billion was spent online for Black Friday alone. Adobe adds that Cyber Monday is projected to grow more than 5% over last year, with over $11 billion in sales. Dr. Anthony Fauci urging officials investigating the origins of COVID-19 in China to keep politics out. It is very clear when people are running their campaigns with an anti-Fauci element to it. I mean, that's ridiculous. Appearing on CBS Face the Nation, the outgoing White House chief medical advisor said that while he's keeping an open mind, there's strong evidence that the virus evolved naturally. He went on to say that open dialogue was crucial, since the Chinese government is very suspicious of anyone trying to accuse them of involvement in the global pandemic. Fauci warned that China could quickly halt an investigation in its tracks. A pilot and passenger have been rescued in Maryland after their small plane crashed into a power line tower on Sunday. The plane could be seen stuck in the power lines, dangling about 100 feet above the ground. The incident caused widespread power outages for thousands of people in the area. There are still no suspects in the unsolved stabbing deaths of four Idaho college students earlier this month. Trey Thomas reports. While authorities in Moscow continue to ask the public for help, they say they've gotten hundreds of 911 calls. All four students were found dead at a home not far from the University of Idaho. Dozens of local, state, and federal investigators are working the case. I'm Trey Thomas. And Black Panther, Wakanda Forever, continues to rule the box office. The sequel to the 2018 Marvel Comics adaptation earned nearly $46 million in its third weekend in North America's theaters. You're listening to the latest from NBC News Radio. Mm, very good. That's a look at our morning news. And Morgan McCarthy will catch us up in about, I don't know, half hour or so, 30 minutes or so. But it is Cyber Monday. And Jill, you made the comment earlier, you don't like shopping. Do you do online shopping? Are you a cyber shopper? I actually do online shopping, mostly because I can get more of a variety, and I shop and do Carhartt shopping. Oh, okay. So uh, you don't like putting your hands on items and being like, do I like this? Do I need this? Yeah, but it's the the Carhartt, and I go places that sell Carhartt, but there's such a more variety, and the shipping is good coming in, so hmm. I, uh, but I will go into the stores I have to this week because I have to have stuff for the weekend. <laughs> not like putting it, not like putting it off, but I get it done. How about you? You're all hands on. I prefer hands on if I know what I need and it's not in stores or it's an item that 
isn't in stores, then I will do the online shopping, but I prefer to do it in person. And that way I get to see items like there is a gift I got my son for Christmas. He does not know what it is, but it is amazing. And I looked online and I couldn't find it on there, but it was in store. And it's something I, it was so unique and so cool. I had to buy it just because I know he'll love it, but I wouldn't have gotten it unless I was there. I do use, I mean, I will go in stores and if it is in store, I will go get it. Cause I, you know, with the Google and stuff, you check with things out. <laughs> with the Google. With the Google. <laughs> I check things out to see if they are in store. And if they are in store, I will go to the store and get stuff. But I do kind of a combination. Okay. Nothing wrong with that. So if you are a cyber shopper, I'm sure you're already up and typing away and hitting, what is that, cart? cart. And proceed to check out and click, <laughs> click, click, click. But not me. I'll I'll head to Walmart later and get the last things I need. <laughs> But we got to keep moving along here. We've got farm news, markets, weather, all kinds of fun stuff on Wax. Keeping it rural. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. And taking a look at some morning farm news, something that came out this last week. If you're looking for Marika Gouda's award-winning cheeses, well, guess what? You're in luck because they will soon be opening another location right here in Eau Claire, but with a little twist. House of Gouda will likely open in mid-February in the former Pier 1 Imports building by the Oakwood Mall. The retail store will be filled with, you know, what they have. Their wines, their crackers, their meats, and of course, their famous cheeses. However, this store is going to be a little bit different. It's meant to be used as a place to build charcuterie boards. And for those of you who don't know what a charcuterie board is, it's a kind of appetizer. It has your meats, your cheeses, your veggies on there, and it's typically served on a wooden board. Now, those have been around for centuries, but recently have been, they've been getting really popular. House of Gouda will feature a cheese island in the middle of the store where you will actually get to see hands-on how they cut the big wheels of cheese. And the best part is when that store opens, it will be open 10 a.m. to 7 p.m., seven days a week. Sounds like a good place to go pick up some cheese Ooh, and I think wine. it's going to be a good time. <laughs> oh, so punny you are. Oh, look at that. And, Jill, it's almost that time of year. Catch us up. What's going on on your side of things? Well, if you're kind of like me, because I'm not really ready for Christmas, oh, obviously boy. I haven't done my shopping. But if you haven't done it already, it's time to get ready for the Christmas holiday season. And a long-standing tradition is picking out the perfect tree. Lucky for you, those Christmas tree growers are confident and prepared for this year's holiday season. Wisconsin has more than 850 Christmas tree farms. According to the most recent agricultural census, Wisconsin ranks fifth in the nation in the number of trees cut with more than 2,300 acres in production. More than 700,000 evergreens are harvested each fall. That's a lot of trees. That is. Okay, here's your question. Okay. Real or artificial I was going to ask you that. Ha I beat you to it. So I prefer real. However, my carpet is new, so we do artificial. I put in real, even though my carpet is new. <laughs> but I do slide it right inside the sliding glass door, so it's in, it's there. Yeah, we have and to carry it, it through the it entire house, and yeah. But I used to always, I had a vaulted ceiling in my living room. Oh, nice. So, so then you can really peek it out and everything. Oh, I used to, and I get put in the big trees, and it would scrape along mm-hmm. the ceiling. But since I repainted and everything, now I'm going with the 
more like common sense tree, and I just slide it in the door and slide it back out. There you go. Yeah, we had a real tree. Well, we used to years and years ago, and we picked out the perfect tree, and we ended up taking it in and out of the house four and five times just to get it to length. And then finally, we said artificial is the way to go. So, and we got the new carpet. Well, you do you. Yep, exactly. I like the smell of real trees, so I do pine boughs and stuff around. But yeah, I picked up my wreath this. I guess I have done some Christmas stuff. I picked up my wreath yesterday and I hung it up. There you go. I, you got to start somewhere. Did you buy it online? No. <laughs> <laughs> I actually bought it from our 4-H club. There you go. We got weather coming up next here. We're going to see if that 4-H club isn't going to blow away or get buried in the snow with this winter storm. Watch that's coming up tomorrow. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Well, let's take a look at the weather this morning, shall we? We've got today a mostly cloudy day with a little bit of a breeze, looking at a high of 40 degrees. Tonight, there's going to be some snow later on in the evening with a low of 32. Tomorrow, cloudy and snowy and not very good. There's a winter storm watch going on for tomorrow, looking at a high of 34 degrees. Tomorrow night, there's going to be some snow early in the evening, low of 19. Then Wednesday, it's going to get changed up a bit. A little bit. Mostly cloudy, but it's going to be cold. Only a high of 23 degrees. And Wednesday night, mostly clear and a low of 4. Temperatures in the area right now. We've got Medford is the chilly spot this morning at 19 degrees. La Crosse is at 23. Marshfield, 21. Green Bay, where the Peckers are, is 23 degrees. Rice Lake, 24. Wausau at 20. Madison at 24. Milwaukee at 28. And right here in the Eau Claire, Chippewa Falls, Menominee area, we're at 21 degrees, looking at a high of 40, so it's going to be a nice day today. We've got morning markets. They'll be coming in next. They'll be brought to you by... Agriculture. It's the Wisconsin way of life. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. And the markets this morning will be brought to you by Rural Mutual Insurance. And Jill, kick us off. What's going on? In our livestock, cash livestock, choice-fed beef steers are 143 to 156 and a half with mixed at 92 to 140 and a quarter. Choice-fed beef heifers are 143 to 157 with mixed at 85 to 142. Choice-fed Holstein steers are 127 to 138 and a half with select and silage-fed steers 78 to 125. Cows are 59 to 87 with bulls at 67 to 101. Butcher hogs are 75 to 93 and a quarter with sows at 41 and a half to 45. Boars are 15 to 17 and a half. Shorn market lambs are 115 to 128. Unshorn market lambs are 110 to 120. Feeder lambs are a dollar to 325. Ewes are 75 to a dollar. Small goats are 185 dollars and down. Medium goats are 115 to 225 dollars. And large goats are 170 to 500 dollars. With those nanny goats at 75 to 275 dollars. Thank you, Jill. And looking at the Mercantile Exchange live cattle for December's at 153.07. That's down 27 cents. February's at 155.12, down 30. And April's at 158.97, down 15 cents. Feeder cattle for January's at 178.30. That's down 95. March is at 181.55, down 80. April's at 181.12, down 92. Lean hogs for December's at 83.77, down 17 cents. February's at 88.5, down 30 cents. And April's at 94.02, down 57 cents. Switching over to the Chicago Board of Trade, we've got your March corn down four cents on those futures to 6.66. Your March oats up two at 3.85. March beans down eight at 14.34. Your March soybean meal was down a dollar ten to 403.10 a ton. March wheat down eight at 7.88. 
On the dairy side, barrel cheese was up one and a quarter cent to a dollar eighty-one and three quarters. Your blocks were down a nickel to two fifteen, and your double A grade butter was up one and three quarters cent to two ninety-four and three quarters. Switching over to those class three futures. Now they were supposed to open on Friday, but we didn't get updated. So we're gonna go with Wednesday's markets, and November was up a penny at twenty-one oh four. December was down sixty-nine cents to twenty thirty-one. January down 38 cents to 2006. February down 18 to 1979. March down 70 cents to 1980. And those markets were downward through 2023. That's a look at your morning markets. Again, brought to you by Rural Mutual Insurance. Well, I want a hippopotamus for Christmas now. (laughs) That's Gretchen Wilson on Wax 104.5, 17 minutes after the 5 o'clock hour. And we want to say thank you to all the farmers for everything you do, and not just the farmers, but anybody who helps out in agriculture. If you're a truck driver, agronomist, nutritionist, veterinarian, if you raise reindeer, if you raise elk, any kind of agriculture, we want to say thank you. And what we want to do to say thank you and show you our appreciation for everything you do is we want to give you a half a hog, courtesy of Smith Brothers Meats up in Eau Claire, and a freezer from Abbotsford Appliance up in Abbotsford. But first, you have to go to waxradio.com and click on the Midwest Farm Report tab, or you can use the app to register. Again, that's waxradio.com, and then click on Midwest Farm Report. So thank you to every for everything you do, to all the farmers out there, from Jill, Bob, and myself. Well, we're going to be hearing from Pam Yonke. She had a chance to speak with Barbara Roeder on the egg census. So she'll be coming in next right here on Wax for 18 minutes after 5 o'clock. The first voice of agriculture in Wisconsin for over 35 years. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. If farmers are checking their mailbox right about now, they'll see uh, another letter from the USDA. But this is a very important one. Bob Bosel here at the northern end of the world's longest barn. And Pam, it's time to count everything in agriculture. That's that's exactly right, Bob. And we're talking everything, everyone. Fabulous Farm Bay Pam Yankee at the southern end of the world's longest barn in Madison. We're talking about the annual USDA Ag Census, a time for producers to explain exactly what's going on on their operation. And it's not just about acres. It's not just about animals. It's about operators. It's also about practices. I learned more visiting with Barbara Rader. She is one of the USDA staff members under the National Ag Statistical Service that's overseeing implementation and execution of this time's USDA's Ag Census. It happens routinely, and every time they try to expand the questions they're asking, the information they're gathering, just a little bit broader. Barbara tells me more about how this information matters when it comes to things like farm bill policy and just letting people know what agriculture looks like today. The Census of Agriculture is conducted every five years, and it is designed to measure changes and trends in U.S. agriculture. So essentially what it is, it's a questionnaire that's mailed out, much like a survey questionnaire, to about 2.6 million farmers and ranchers across the country, and we will ask them questions about everything related to their farm. So what's unique about this census is that it's the most comprehensive data source about agriculture at the U.S., state, and county level. Well, and it paints a picture of what agriculture looks like, 
in many different levels. Uh, I know recently you broadened the demographics, you broadened the uh, earned income. Tell us a little bit more about that. Absolutely. So in the last census, we uh, we got a, we actually go out and we ask uh, data users, people that use our data, what would they like to see, and they felt that we were perhaps not adequately capturing the role of women on the farm. So we designed the questionnaire so that we could get uh, more information about more people involved in the decision-making and what types of decisions they were making. This year, I think the story is more about technology and modernization. So the content that we've added to the 2022 Census of Agriculture is around precision agriculture and Internet access. Well, and both are big conversation topics in agriculture. Precision you might have, Internet you might not. Tell people where this information ultimately lands. What good does it do for the farmer that's filling it out? Absolutely. So a lot has happened in the last five years since we did our last census. So um, once the producer fills it out, then we know you're there. And we know um, uh, so those that develop the programs and the policies that impact um, every farmer and rancher in the U.S. are going to be informed in a way that... um, is based on statistical data rather than on supposition or um, anything else. So this information, once it's collected, it's available to everyone, not just some people, but to everyone, and it'll be available in early 2024. So we take this very seriously. It is definitely um, it's confidential. We do not divulge any information at a record or an individual producer level. And once it's published, then that's when folks can look and see what's changed and are we really meeting the needs of those that work hard every day to uh, put food in, on our tables. One question that some of my growers had, Barbara, again, Barbara Rader along with us from USDA's National Ag Statistical Service, they are the helm that guides the Census of Agriculture multiple players in many of our operations and one survey shows up dad is the one on the mailing but daughter's the one that fills it out are we are we also trying to recognize multiple members that make decisions within a farm per se absolutely i mean everyone that contributes to the day-to-day decisions um, is captured particularly on the census of agriculture we do conduct surveys right about 400 surveys a year and um, we're here we actually capture up to four people that are making decisions on the farm and not just that but who are they Um, how are they related to each other Um, the demographics are they new and beginning farmers are they veterans Um, the demographics in terms of age and so forth. So I think it'll be interesting to see, um, and that is all captured in the census. It's a wealth of information, and sometimes producers maybe not see directly how it um, impacts them, but we do have presence in all the states. So if anybody has any information they'd like to see kind of teased out of that data set, which is gargantuan, um, we do have people that will work with them to see that. So I guess if there was one thing I wanted to say about the census that... Um, is that we, we need to know that everyone is there. You know, we need if you complete right. your census and we know you're there, then you're considered. Um, and it's not just what's produced on the farm, but um, inform- you know, just who, who is producing yeah. um, food and fiber. Um, very important. Well, and especially now we're talking about a 2023 farm bill that may very well not be done until this information is made available. Again, it... It can be a little lengthy, Barbara. I I don't want them to be intimidated by it because you try to make it very easy, either paper form or online. 
Yes. So speaking of length and and ease of completion, I mean, so on the 22nd of November, like I said, we are sending an invitation to farmers and ranchers to please complete it online. So we're going to start that way. And we've uh, invested a lot of resources just to make sure that the form is easy for the producer. In fact, if we um, sometimes... It will actually tabulate, you know, some things up for you and so forth. So you're able to see that what you're reporting is as accurate as possible. And you can come back to it if you're not quite done. You can do it on your tablet. You can do it on your iPhone. You can do it on your desktop. So, um, but sell paper is an option if that's what your preference is. So, But don't just throw it away because USDA is persistent. You will continue to circle back with those that have not responded. I'm sorry I chuckle, but it's true. We are we are tenacious, absolutely. We will start it on the 22nd of November, and you'll, you'll hear and hear from us until... Because, I mean, it's so important. We want to make sure that we have as complete a count as possible. So, um, and things get... I mean, we're all busy, right? So, but one thing you can count on is that we'll keep sending those questionnaires until, until we get a response. That's funny. What is the, what is the end date that USDA has drawn in the, the line in the sand when it's going to be completed? Uh, the line in the sand is February 7th. But uh, I, will, I say but, uh, February 7th is when we would like all the responses in. But we will also make sure that if we do, we will be looking at, the, at a lot of things, right? We want to make sure if it takes a little longer to get a complete and quality product, then we're going to continue. Barbara Rader, she is the Director of Census and Survey for the U.S. Department of Agriculture's National Ag Statistical Service. Now, remember that Census of Agriculture survey was sent out to farms nationwide beginning November 22nd. You will have until February of 2023 to complete that census. If you have not received your census in the mail and believe that you should be included in the count, contact your local Farm Service Agency office and they can give you direction. Now, don't think that just the Census of Agriculture is all that Barbara Rader is doing. She is also involved in the Census of Aquaculture, the Census of Horticulture. They're also surveying irrigation and water management team members, as well as local food production groups. So a lot of different surveys that are going on at the U.S. Department of Agriculture's National Ag Statistical Service, but the one we're focused in on from now through February is the Census of Agriculture. From the southern end of the world's longest part of Madison, I'm Farm Director Pam Yonke. Thank you so much, Pam. We appreciate that update and some interesting stuff there. But we've got to keep moving along this morning. We've got your morning markets as will be coming in next. We have Rocky Olson from Premier. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. 5.30 in the morning and it's time to check in with our morning markets. We're going to head over to Rocky Olson at Premier Livestock and see how his Thanksgiving was. Good morning, Rocky. Good morning. So did you get some turkey in you and some mashed potatoes and gravy and stuffing and all the good stuff? All that good stuff. Yeah, too much of it. And what was your favorite dish? Oh, I don't know. It's also good. I had turkey, we had ham, and yeah. Nice. So you had a, a like a plethora of options. That's right. Very good. Well, we've got a lot of options, you know, to buy cattle at your place. Catch us up. What's going on? How many cattle did you sell at the last sale and how many we got coming in? 
thank you, Kristen. Uh, good morning, everyone. We did have a shortened week last week. We'll give you the market report for that. Markets were steady. Uh, Fed cattle traded steady. High choice and prime Holstein steers, 132 to 145.50. Low choice and selects, 120 to 131. Choice beef steers and heifers, 130 to 150. Market cows steady. High yielding cows from 72 to 88. Most cows traded from 56 to 71. Market bulls high yielding, 88 to a dollar four. Lower yielding lightweight, 87 and down. Organic market cows sold every Monday. Higher yielding cows from 80 to a dollar. Lower yielding, 79 and down. Newborn Holstein bull calves on Monday, very, very strong. Mostly from 125 to 270 per head. Your beef calves, 125 to 375. Busy week. Uh, this week already scheduled here. Uh, Tuesday, we're going to have our special feeder cattle auction. We're also selling bread stock cows, six to 700 head of feeder cattle expected. Uh, we also have a complete beef herd of 35 black and red Angus cows, bread Angus due for the spring. Uh, we got another group of 14 longhorn bread cows. Do have pictures of those online. Uh, dairy cattle auction on uh, Wednesday. We have a complete herd of 85 very good quality Holstein parlor freestyle cows. They got an 85 pound average on 2x, 120 cell count. They'll sell on official tests. They're all AI sired. We also have a complete registered Jersey herd dispersal. They're going to be parlor freestyle. A young herd of cows there look really nice. Pictures of both herds on our website at Premier Livestock and Auctions.com. Questions, call us at Premier 715-229-2500. And that's the way it's shaped up, Kristen. That sounds great. I've got a question for you. Yep. When you said the longhorns, do you ever get in those highland cattle, the ones that you know you see in the picture, they got the really long hair and they're super cute with the horns? Oh, occasionally, but they're much cuter when they're little, you know. Well, can you get the little ones in? I know a lot of people would probably be banging down your door to get them. Yeah, the, usually it's the, it's like the bread cows and the feeder cows. Yeah, don't get a lot of the little ones, but it's a, it happens occasionally. All right, well, keep us well, updated you, on you that. Are you looking for some or what? I am not, but I know there's a lot of people who would love that. I don't think, I think the city of Millsville might have an ordinance that okay. provide you know, doesn't it want small like, enough, you know. We should probably fit it in the garage. Ah, uh, we. Uh, you stay away from my kids. They don't want that for Christmas yet. <laughs> yeah. There you go. There you go. All right, I'll see what I can find you. All right, sounds good, Rocky. Thanks so much. Thank you. There he goes, Rocky Olson over at Premier Livestock. So you heard it right there. He may get some Highland calves in for those hobby farmers. I mean, who doesn't want that? I know Jill's sitting here and she's like, I really want one for Christmas. Who needs a hippo? I want a Highland. Uh, no. Right away. I'm sorry. Well, I'm sorry to burst anyway. your bubble, but no. Mm-hmm. I she, like... She's such a dream wrecker. <laughs> well, no. Yeah, but this is your dream. You've got to have it in Nielsville. I don't need it out. I don't know how well it would do with full-size uh, cattle. Oh, boy. Well, we're going to check in with our favorite meteorologist. And we'll see what Mike Dandre has to say. Good morning, Mike. Good morning, Chris. And I suppose we're moving on to weather. Ooh, that was good. <laughs> Thank you. I, you know, I was thinking, you know, for Christmas, I know what your wife said. She probably said, don't give me anything for Christmas. Because, you know, she doesn't want anything. She's got you. Aww. Oh, jeez. I know. Right. I'm good. <laughs> but, you know, once she like a Highland cow? I mean, as long as she doesn't get gored or anything, I think she'll be all right with well, it. Well, you're so. remodeling. You just add on a little bit more. Yeah. You know, we'll keep it in the backyard and, uh, you know, maybe put a leash on it, take it for a walk every now and then. Oh, you could bring it into work. Yeah. You know, that would go great. I think so. Like a bull in a china shop, as <laughs> they say. <laughs> it's a 2,000-pound feather. <laughs> yeah. 
Well, I guess we shall move on over to the weather. Catch us up. What's going on and what are we in for? Well, going into today, it'll be the, uh, as the old adage goes, the calm before the storm. Now, we'll have some breezy winds, but aside from that, it'll be uh, rather quiet as we'll have a good bit of cloud cover. Now, those winds will be out of the south between about 10 to 15 miles per hour, which will actually help warm us up to near 40. Now, tonight, a few more clouds start to roll in, and we're not really going to dip too low in terms of our temperatures, relatively mild as we fall to the third low 30s. Now, tomorrow, that's where we'll have that uh, chance at some snow early in the morning, but a better chance into the mid-morning and uh, early afternoon, and some of which can have some moderate to heavy snow. And a few places, especially north of uh, Eau Claire, could even see as much as uh, four to seven inches of snow. But the rest of us may have some rain mixing in with that as well. That could cause some travel concerns as we uh, climb to the mid-30s for our highs. So keep that in mind as you hit the roadways going into tomorrow morning and even for your evening commute. Few of those snow showers lasting into tomorrow night as we dip to the low 20s, and it'll be breezy in the wake of that. Wednesday may have a few lingering snow showers, but otherwise cloudy to start us off. Breezy with winds out of the west between about 15 to 20 miles per hour and highs only into the mid-20s, so it is going to feel like it's into the low teens for a good bit of the day. Dipping to the single digits Wednesday night, mainly clear, and Thursday brings more sunshine as we climb to the upper 20s. Friday, we'll have winds out of the south and another briefly warm day, as we'll call it, as we'll have a temperature near 40, but it's not going to last as we'll have more sunshine on Saturday, but winds shift more out of the northwest and our highs only climb to the mid-20s. But right now, we have a few clouds starting to stream in with a temperature of 18 degrees in Eau Claire. You know, I think this would be a really cute Christmas card. You know, you and your wife with this cute cow in the <laughs> snow. You can even put a bow around it. Yeah, you know what? I'll uh, I'll get on the phone with Rocky and see what we can do. Yes, and then you could, like, sell tickets to, oh. like, your, your favorite viewers and listeners and such. And then they could come over and support this business for you. See, I, I'm, I'm like a capital venturist here. Maybe he can help me with my house projects I've been working on. Well, don't get greedy. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Mike. Well, we will be on the lookout for some sketchy travel tomorrow. Thank you for the update. We'll catch you on later. Absolutely. Talk to you later. Sounds good. There he goes. Our Skywarn 13 meteorologist, Mike D'Andrea, this morning. He's getting ready to move on to the next part of his weather segment. And speaking of moving, we got to move over to our news department. Check in with Morgan McCarthy. Morgan, good morning. It's Monday morning. Catch us up. What's going on in the news? Good morning. Well, here's what we're learning today. We could have the 2022 election finalized this week. Wisconsin Elections Commission set to meet Wednesday morning to certify the vote. County election managers finalized their count last week. Now, there won't be any recounts this year. Only the Secretary of State's race could have qualified, but the Republican candidate in that race conceded last week. And once those totals are final, we'll get the number for voter turnout and some other pieces of Election Day data like that. Meanwhile, there could be some changes for military voters in Wisconsin. The head of the state's election commission says they're looking to make sure that only military voters can request and return military ballots. Service members not required to register or show voter ID in order to get those absentee ballots here in Wisconsin. And that loophole became a major talking point after a Milwaukee election manager was accused of creating three fake ballots and mailing them to a lawmaker before Election Day. The head of the Elections Commission says federal law stops states from requiring voter ID from service members, but they are looking at other options to verify someone's identity here in Wisconsin. Uh, well, if you stayed up to watch the game, then I don't need to tell you what happened. You likely know that uh, Packers put another loss in there, but also injured Rodgers went out with a rib injury. So a lot of people are wondering maybe what's next there. It was in the first half and then got kind of re-aggravated in the third quarter. Just having a hard time breathing and rotating my upper body. So 
I was worried uh, about a punctured lung as well. So I want to get that checked out. Number 12 there, and we're expecting an update later today. While we're on the field, we switch playbooks. It's a name that many Badger fans didn't expect to hear. Suiting up with the story and off the bench, John DeMaster brings us more. The university yesterday named Cincinnati coach Luke Fickle as the new head football coach. Fickle was a co-defensive coordinator at Ohio State for years and won two national championships there before coaching Cincinnati into the college football playoffs last year. Many Badger fans expected the university to hire interim coach Jim Leonard instead. I'm John DeMaster. Well, the 2023 State Park and State Forest admission stickers are now on sale. DNR launched that sale over the holiday weekend. 28 bucks if you live here in Scotty, 38 if you're out of state, and all visitors to state parks and trails must have that admission sticker, trail pass, or parking pass. They're valid from the day you buy them through the end of next year. Well, speaking of next year, we're going to see some action. We have to let the snow fly first, but in Stevens Point, they're already planning. Mayor Mark Wiesa says they're planning for traffic underway now as the area preps for next year's USGA Men's Senior Open at Century World. Staffing for volunteers or community service officers to get traffic flowing correctly. And if there's an accident, where do we reroute the traffic to? Uh, or if the road gets blocked for some reason. More than 70,000 spectators, sponsors, and participants will converge on Century World for the Senior Open, and that runs June 29th through July 2nd. And they say you can't teach an old dog new tricks. So in California, something tells me there's no more rolling over or shaking paws for this one. The 22-year-old Chihuahua from Los Angeles is now the oldest in the world. Gino was born in 2000 and adopted when he was two. His owner was a sophomore at the University of Colorado Boulder at the time and says his roommates pinched in to help care for the pup. Guinness World Records recently certified Gino as the oldest living dog. I'm Mark Mayfield. And away from the old dogs and back to the young pups in the barn, it's Kristen Smith, Jill Welke, and your Midwest Farm Show that's live local and along with you this morning on Wax 104.5. Thank you so much, Morgan, but we got to keep moving along this morning. <laughs> moving on over. We've got more markets, weather, and news coming up next. For those who work in acres, not in hours, Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. We're at 18 minutes, almost actually 17 minutes before the five, 6 o'clock hour. Good Lord, it's a Monday. <laughs> we got to head over to some morning markets. We're going to head over to the Equity Altoona Barn and check in with Jim Lindsay. And Jim, catch us up on the sale. Choice beef steers and heifers dollar twenty to a dollar forty five. Choice dairy cross steers and heifers dollar twenty to a dollar forty two. Hailing choice and prime Holstein steers a dollar thirty to a dollar forty one. We topped at a dollar forty three. Choice Holstein steers a dollar eighteen to a dollar twenty nine. Select underfinished heavyweight oversized steers and heifers a dollar seventeen and down. Top twenty percent of the cold cows sold from sixty five to seventy six. We had a top of seventy seven and a half. Sixty percent of the cows sold from forty three to sixty four. The bottom twenty percent of the cows sold from forty two and down. Cold bulls sold from 80 to 95. Thin, full, horn, and lightweight bulls all discounted. 80% of the 95-pound and up Holstein bull calves sold from 75 to $160 per head. Light and poor quality calves sold from $75 per head and down. Quality beef calves sold from $140 to $250 per head. We do sell organic cattle here at the Altoona Market on Tuesdays. Please have all cattle and appropriate paperwork to the barn by 11 a.m. the day of sale. Our next special feeder sale is Friday, December 2nd, starting at noon. All feeder sales are live on Cattle USA. If you have any questions about how to register as a bidder on Cattle USA or to consign cattle to upcoming sale, feel free to give us a call at 715-835-3104. To check out our early consignments, go to the Equity Livestock Market Consignment page and click on the Altoona Market. This has been Jim Lindsay reporting from Equity Livestock in Altoona. Have a great day. Thank you, Jim. You as well. And now we're going to head over to the Stratford Equity Barn and check in with Jerry Fitzgerald. Good morning, Jerry. 
Well, Kristen, and a good morning to you and Jill, and uh, I guess uh, the word today is uh, we're back to a normal marketing week, so uh, we'll have to wait and see what happens with that, but I guess uh, over in your part of the uh, part of the world over there, uh, looking some, some kind of nasty weather, huh? Yeah, it looks like we're going to get some snow. They're calling from anywhere from one inch to three inches to five inches to seven inches. <laughs> well, so it's a wide that... range of how much we're going to get. Uh, well, why don't they just say, uh, we don't know? <laughs> I, I, I don't know. Then they wouldn't have a job? I don't know. <laughs> uh, well, well uh, anyway, we like I said before, we are uh, on tap for a full marketing week here at Equity Stratford. So we'll uh, uh, give the marketing week here for the folks uh, this week here. If that's all right with you, Kristen, yep. we'll go right ahead with that. Sounds good. Take her away, Jerry. All right, thank you, and good morning, everyone. Like I said, we are back to a full marketing week here at Equity Stratford here, and we do get uh, started right away this Monday morning here with the market auction today, and, of course, we're, the Monday after Thanksgiving is always one of the bigger marketing days of the year, so, folks, if you're bringing livestock today, advice is get them on the road early here, avoid the big rush. So uh, we will sell market cows starting at 10 o'clock this morning, also f- selling fed cattle today, and... Uh, Market bulls, baby calves. We'll get on those about eleven thirty. Uh, we had a strong market on the calves last week, so we'll see what happens this week. Uh, Tuesday tomorrow, a busy day. Also, we start tomorrow morning at ten o'clock with the hay and bedding auction. Uh, move right into the market auction at eleven o'clock tomorrow, and uh, that will start with organic market cows, uh, followed by the regular market uh, market animals, and that'll all be tomorrow. Our next day sale will be Tuesday, December the uh, the first Tuesday in December, which is December sixth. We do have a complete herd dispersal for that sale, so that will be one week away. Our Wednesday auction uh, we get underway at ten o'clock Wednesday morning, uh, Wednesday with a full marketing day on Wednesday of this week, including uh, market cattle. We sell most of our fed. Cattle on Wednesday, also sheep, hog, and goats, baby calves. We've got a nice lineup of feeder cattle already for that sale this week. So if you folks have got feeder cattle to sell, let us know. We'll put them on the list for you. Uh, we already have a lot of cattle already consigned, including a one only consignment of some uh, beef cross bulls and heifers, uh, white parks in there, black Angus. So a nice lineup there. Thursday auction does start at 11 o'clock. Full marketing day also on Thursday, including baby calves. So like we said, uh, full marketing week is on tap here, and we'll We'll be back here tomorrow morning to uh, update the prices today. We anticipate a big marketing day, like I said. So, folks, get on the road early and also uh, a lot of information on these upcoming sales. Uh, and we'll have more to, more to say about that dairy herd. Uh, that'll be uh, coming up, like I said, on Tuesday, December the 6th. So, Kristen, that's what we have this morning. Again, folks, drive careful. You know, I don't know how it is around here, uh, down by Jill there or wherever, Osseo area, but there's a lot of corn still standing, so... The combines are on the road along with the gravity boxes. So, folks, drive careful, and we'll talk to you uh, tomorrow morning. Sounds good, Jerry. Have a good one. You also enjoy the day. and uh, too. Not going to get too warm today, is it? Nope. Only going to be a high of 40, but you take care. We'll catch you next time. Thank you. There he goes, Jerry Fitzgerald at the Stratford Equity Barn. The crack of dawn never sounded so good. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. For all intents and purposes, the growing season is over. But can we still use pastures, grasses, get something good out of it? On our next Grow Alfalfa Update program today, we're going to discuss that with Dr. Dan Undersander, our state forage specialist. And Dan, it uh, doesn't look like there's much activity out in those pastures as far as usability but there is still benefit out there, right? That's right, Bob. Uh, if there is forage out there, 
a lot of people don't realize that uh, they think because it's brown that it's low quality and it's waste, like it would be if this were July. But in the fall, those uh, pastures are just leaves. And even though they've turned brown because they've lost their chlorophyll, they still have a lot of energy and a lot of protein in them. So if you have forage on your pastures, uh, it's a good idea to try to make use of that, especially with the cost of hay at this point. And then you can save some of your harvested hay or, or even sell it, perhaps. Uh, do think uh, we've analyzed a bunch of these residues uh, during early December, and uh, they're oftentimes as high as 18% crude protein, 18 And any animal you put out there wouldn't need over about 14% crude protein. Uh, they'll also be uh, very high in energy and digestibility, so they're good feed. If you had put a little bit of fertilizer on in September, you would have had an extra ton per acre. But whatever's there, if you have some, is worthwhile using. The important thing to using this uh, stockpile, we'll call it forage, is really to allocate small portions. If we use electric fencing to fence off uh, two or three days' feed, the animals will consume about 60 or 70% of what's out there. If, on the other hand, you just turn them into a large paddock, uh, it's almost reversed. They'll trample about 60% and only consume about 40 So, again, uh, you can push the pencil and do the economics, but, um, again, with the price of everything this year, it might be worthwhile to look at a little bit of temporary fencing uh, I've seen people, um, when the ground was frozen, uh, put a fiberglass post into uh, an old gallon ice bucket, pour some sand and water into it, and let it freeze. And then you can put a few of those out to fence off areas for your animals. So if you have forage left on your pastures, uh, now is a good time to think about using it. It's really important to think about how high the quality is if you have grazed it or hayed it over the summer and then to uh, stretch your forage supply into the winter and into next spring. Yeah, 18% protein is worth getting value from. Thank you, Dan. Dan Undersand, our state forage specialist this morning, on our next Girl Alfalfa Update program. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. And let's take a look at our markets one last time before we head on out the door to get the barn chores done. We've got on the Chicago Board of Trade, your March corn is down four at 666. Your March oats up two at 385. March beans down eight at 1434. March soybean meal down $1.10 at 40310 a ton. March wheat was down eight at 788. Looking at country elevators in the area, we've got for cash corn for Arcadia, 624 for corn. Baldwin, Mondovi, and Elmwood at 619 for corn, 1344 for beans. Durand is at 609 and 1334. Fall Creek is at 599 and 1319. Osseo's at 624 and 1348. Elk Mound is at 609 and 1346. Sparta's at 616 and 1336. Ellsworth is at 589 and 1304. Wheat and grain is at 604 for corn, 1363 for beans. Ethanol plants the area. Boyceville's at 619. Stanley and Richmond are both at 618. 
Looking at the class, or yeah, dairy side. <laughs> Barrel cheese up one and a quarter cent to a dollar eighty-one and three quarters. Your blocks down a nickel at two fifteen. Double A grade butter was up one and three quarter cent to two ninety-four and three quarters. And your class three futures for November up a penny at twenty one oh four. December was down on Wednesday, sixty-nine cents to twenty thirty-one. January down thirty-eight to twenty oh six. February down eighteen to nineteen seventy-nine. March down seventeen cents to nineteen eighty. And then those markets were downward trending through the rest of 2023. That's look at your morning markets. Be aware there is a winter storm watch going on for tomorrow. We've got snow coming in later on today. It's going to be snowy and cloudy tomorrow, only a high of 34 degrees. Tomorrow night, snow early on, only a high of 19. Right now, we're at 21 degrees, looking at a high of 40 for today. You've been listening to the Midwest Farm Report. Available at WaxRadio.com in its entirety every day. Brought to you in part by Bluff Country Feed and Seed in Montovi. And the Chilson family of Ram dealerships, Chippewa Falls and Kadok. On-demand content at WaxRadio.com.